At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome into the House of L podcast. I'm Lawrence Holmes. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on the pod. We are brought to you, as always, by the fine folks over at Relio's Pizza. If you would like to enjoy a nice summer night, I highly recommend that you do it at Aurelio's or ordering Aurelio's or having Aurelio's delivered to your house. Because it's delicious. It's the sauce. So happy that we've partnered with Aurelio's. I always recommend to people that they go check out the Homewood. If you, even if you don't live in Homewood, you need to go to the original in Homewood once and ask for your pizza out of the old oven. That is a pro tip from me to you. But wherever it is, whether you're in New Lenox, if you're in Frankfurt, if you're in Mokina, if you're in Northwest Indiana, Aurelio's, if you're in the Loop downtown, Aurelio's Pizza is the spot, yo. Aurelio'spizza.com. I ordinarily promote sports adjacent at the end of episodes. I just want to say like that podcast is really, really great. Those three guys are really important to me, too. Jason Leisure. Russ Dorsey, Tony Gill. I have tremendous affection for all three of those guys, and the product that they're putting together on House of L is exceptional. It's a lot of fun. It drives me a little bit crazy. Tony is out of his mind, but they keep putting out great stuff. And while I'm talking about their podcast, let me congratulate Russ Dorsey for continuing to prove all of us right. I talk about this type of stuff a lot. Most of the time when you end up in public-facing jobs, there's a tendency to want to prove people wrong. The idea of, no one told me I could do this. Everyone told me that I was going to be a failure and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, there, there are definitely moments where I've felt that way. And I'm not saying that you can't be petty. You can't be petty LaBelle occasionally when it comes to stuff like that. But damn, it feels good to prove people right. Everyone who's ever been around Russ Dorsey in our business, like you look at him, you point at him, you go, yeah, 
That's one to watch right there. That's someone who's going to be doing something. I was joking on the air with Dan that if you were asking me to handicap (laughs) careers, there'd be three people that I've bet on. Two of them I've worked with. Malika Andrews, who I haven't worked with, but I know, and she she was on the radio show for the brief time that she was in, in Chicago. Emily Kaplan, who I worked with over at 120 Sports, which is now Stadium Sports, and Russ Dorsey. They're all about the same age, and if you're talking, like, sports broadcasting is in really good hands with those three young people. But shout out to Russ, because he... He's earned it. Like, he really, it, it's amazing how quickly he's gotten to these steps. But don't think that that young man hasn't paid dues and it is jumping steps without people looking and going, he's got talent, and he has maximized it, that talent, with hard work. So congratulations to Russ on getting the opportunity to be on Friday Night Baseball on Apple. He, he truly deserves it. You're going to love him if you haven't heard Russ on the Bernstein and Holmes show or when I was doing solo stuff. You're going to love him on the Apple broadcast. And he's got a couple of Cubs games, which he used to cover the Cubs. So Cubs fans are definitely going to be taken care of. But I, I wanted to shout out Russ. Like, I've told him this personally. He knows how I feel. But I, I want you to know as listeners of House of L that that podcast that those guys do It's dope, and you should check it out. You'll get more. You'll learn more about Russ, and you'll learn why I occasionally like bust his stones (laughs) out here in these streets. But he's a great, great prospect in our business, and seeing him succeed should give hope to anyone that wants to do stuff like this or whatever. Like you don't have to just work in broadcasting or media. You look at a guy like Russ. And apply it to whatever it is that your job is. Talent plus hard work. And not resting on the fact that you have an abundance of talent like he does. So shout out to Russ. The 30th anniversary. I was going to do a pod like before the 30th anniversary of the score happened. And then I figured I would, I would do a pod about the 30th. And that would be a better use of my time on the podcast this week. It was... Uh, it was tremendous. The atmosphere was tremendous. Before I talk about all of the cool things that happened, all of the good, I do want to I, I want to bear my soul a little bit so people who did have encounters with me that were brief, or if I were Kurt, that you would understand why that is. About five years ago, I noticed that I was struggling with being in public places. I was struggling with being in crowds. And I found out that I've got some levels of anxiety. They don't pop up very often, but the pandemic didn't help. <laughs> like, like the isolation of the pandemic didn't really help with any of that. And I've been struggling with it. Like, I... I People who really know me, like, like I talk about this a lot, and there are times when it can be overwhelming. It's why I don't go to games as often as I used to. 
as a fan. I, media, it's a little bit easier for me to like find space and to get away from people if if I have to. But in a situation like the 30th anniversary, like I knew that it was going to be a real test of the hopeful advancements that I've made through talk therapy, like taking different drugs to help in certain situations. Um, I'm, I haven't done the, the, the drug thing in a minute, which is, I think, good because I didn't like how I felt when I was on them. But my anxiety was really high for a big portion of that. The only time that it doesn't manifest itself is like when I'm on the air. But I'm I'm a bit of a worrier anyway. And and so I'm always worried about like how things are gonna go. I wanted to be there. I've been at the radio station since nineteen ninety eight. I like to joke that I'm in my twenty fifth season at the score. And I wanted to be there, so there was a measure of me fighting through some of that anxiety while I was there, while we were trying to create, while we were trying to celebrate. We didn't go into the show with a plan, which also gives me anxiety. Um, we didn't go into it with a plan. I knew who the guests were going to be, and I think that everything from an uh, on-air standpoint worked out great. There are some things mechanically that I would have liked, I would have preferred had gone differently. Like, just set up, like, stuff like that. And I was I was joking with Dan. I was like, oh, the next big one I, I probably won't be working at anyway. Because I'm guessing the big one is the, the next big one is the 40th. And I, I plan to be on a beach earning 20%. Actually, that's not the plan. The plan is probably me living in Montreal by then. Or, or being a full-time, and I'm using air quotes because you can't see me, teacher and doing stuff we'll see but anyway I wanted people to understand that like when I would leave the stage to go outside I was leaving the stage because it was becoming overwhelming and so the hard part for me was people would literally follow me outside and I get it like here's an opportunity for them to tell me that they like the show or they like the station in some cases, they were airing grievances, which I thought was bizarre. But that was that was really difficult, like, to kind of smile through some of that stuff because you don't want to be rude because this is a big deal, and, and people were coming out for this thing, and, and you want to try to give them their money's worth. But it was really difficult for me. It was difficult for me to not, lose my shit when I was trying to find those moments where uh, I was needed to be outside and kind of just take a deep breath and then go back in after the show like Dan and I and and Layla we did our show until two o'clock and then we had to do a round table and that was odd because there's so much downtime before you have to go back on the air, like that's not really something that happens that often. So I left. <laughs> Dan and I both talked about this. Like 
we're similar in this way. Like, Dan was like, I'm going to go fishing or go walking or something. And he did that. And strangely enough, we were at the same place. I went to the, the Woodfield Mall. He did, too. I just needed to sit and be alone for a few minutes. So I did that. I went to Uncle Julio's and, of course, end up with, I forgot the bartender's name. He was actually super cool. I don't know if he knew that I'm the dude from the radio show, but at the end, as I'm finishing up my chicken enchiladas, he wanted to talk to me about basketball, and it was dope. Like he he was like talking about the the Bulls, and he was like, "Are you a basketball fan?" I'm like, "Yes," <laughs> and and it was cool. And I just needed that like 90 minutes of quiet. And then I made it back and and hung out for a little bit afterwards. And then I went home and took a shower and went to bed. But I felt it necessary to explain to you that these, like when we do events outside of the radio station, I am on 10 from an anxiety standpoint. My belief, and this goes beyond my anxiety, my belief is that radio shows should be done in radio studios. But I know that's a a losing battle that I'm not going to win. But it's hard for me. When you see me out in public doing shows, it's really, really difficult for me. But thanks to everyone who came out, it was great. I am in awe of Terry Boers. And it was so wonderful. It's wonderful to see him. But after we take this time out, I'm going to tell you why I thought there were moments of it that were absolutely magical. We'll do that next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So here's what it is. Terry is that dude. Like, he's the king. Like, that, that's what Layla said. Layla said when he showed up, she was like, the champ is here. He is universally adored by the people who listen to the radio station. And I just love him. And I, I told him and Dan how important those guys were to my career because when I was starting out as a Bears reporter, and I've been thinking a lot about it with the 30th coming up. Being the scores Bears reporter is a significant post, in my opinion. 
Hallis Hall is the city hall of the sports beat. That's the beat that you want to cover. That's where people will take notice of you. That is the team that everyone can agree on in the listening area that they they have feelings about. They're watching. They're listening to. So getting that job is important. I needed a thing. Every talk show host needs a thing. What is the thing that makes people come and listen to you? I, at the time, I know a lot about sports. I watch a ton of sports, as every host does. But what was the catch? As much as I think my personality is dope, not everyone does. So what's the hook to get someone into listening to you? And for me, it was covering the Bears. I, I was the Bears guy. That if people had questions about what was happening in Hallis Hall, I could, for the most part, answer them. And even now. I'm meeting up with some football people later on after I finish this podcast today. But those guys gave me a platform, and they allowed me to just do it. They, they had expectations, as did you know, Doug Buffon, Ed Bradovich. They have expectations, and they, they made their expectations very clear to me on what they saw as the, the role of being a reporter. And Terry was instrumental in that. So beyond being a listener of the show, five o'clock bears hits, two words. Write it out and you'll understand why it's two words. Those guys let me do my own thing. They created a 20-minute segment on their show at five o'clock every day where I got to tell you what happened and what was going on with the bears. So I'm super appreciative of that. And then there's just the person that Terry Bores is. I almost cried. He called me a genius. Like, <laughs> what? Being around that dude is, is, is really excellent. And then seeing him and Layla, that was my favorite part of it. Seeing those two interact. seeing. Terry be so willing to give knowledge and information and affirmation to Layla and seeing her like wanting to soak it up. Like she wanted to get any little nugget that she could from Terry in the the few minutes they had to kind of talk privately. That's, That's why he's so dope. Because he's willing to do that. And sometimes like he doesn't even know, you know, like he's, he doesn't, he doesn't always respond well to us telling him how important he is. But I think it's important to tell people stuff like that. And I'm glad that he was there. And then you have the magic of him and Dan basically doing an hour of the Boris and Bernstein show. That, to me, was terrific. As someone who listened to the show, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Then it's... Dan and Terry and Maddie and Tanny. Those four, like the the actual show in its last iteration, like th- that was it. And having the four of them tell stories was great. Barry Rosner being there, it lit up my world, man. I, 
Someone asked me, like, you should get Barry on House of L. Yeah, he, he's been on House of L. He was one of the first guests on House of L. So if you scroll all the way back through, I know there's four years of content, but Barry and I had a wonderful chat about journalism. And I, I really love him. I saw him last month at Dan Rohn's going away party, which was also high anxiety for me. And it was just so great to see him. You see that black golf cap, you know it's Rosner. And he gave us full Rosner yesterday on the air. He's so much fun. Getting a chance to, to me, I'm not trying to, like, dog fans of the radio station because we appreciated you being there. But for me, the family reunion aspect of it was the most cool. Getting a chance to hug Jay Zawoski or getting a chance to talk with some of our former promotions people that showed up, like Mags and Nikki Saboka and Derek Purvis. Seeing those people who were really in, like, enjoyed the support role that they were in to make our station flourish when we would go out in public. Um, seeing Joe almost broke me because Joe, like, showed up, like, right when we finished the broadcast. And as I've said before, like, most trusted ally, like, all, all of that good stuff. And seeing all the wonderful things that's happened for Joe is amazing. But then, Going back into the days when I was a producer and seeing Daniel McClellan and Rick Geezer, um, Mike Alzamora be there, Julie Swika be there, like people that I grew up in the business with. Like Swika popping in was like a, a breath of fresh air. And that's kind of like what it was when she worked at the station. I was... I was saying to Layla, like, I'm so thankful for the women that have been at the score because they they were able to lower the levels of testosterone around sports radio. And goodness, goodness gracious, do we need it. So I was, like, going through my mind, and I'm, I'm sure I, I missed mentioning Mel because Mel was a, an intern and a producer at the score. So Mel and Abby, who was Murph's old producer, you know, he used to do the bit, Abby's old drawers. Yeah, Abby was a real person. She had a chest of drawers, not draws, drawers, where she would keep things in the files. So Abby would have to go into her old drawers and get stuff. Her, Swika, Jen Jen, you know, like, it, it, Julie DeCaro, Maggie Hendricks, Peggy would come by occasionally and do stuff with us. It was cool to see a lot of people that showed up. I did wonder, there was one thing that, I'm not going to say made me mad because I understand why, but there are people like, and I guess Jesse was probably covering the All-Star game, but Jesse Rogers was, to steal Tony Gill's line, the littest producer in the game back in the day. And I was really hoping that him and Hood would, would show up even though they work for the other station. And they didn't. And maybe they weren't invited because there were people who weren't. <laughs> for some reason, like, people, oh, I forgot about inviting that person. But I, I kept wondering, Fred, 
Like, do, did they feel like they couldn't come because they were over at 1,000? Because that's not how they they would have been greeted like the rock stars that they were at the score. You know, like Jonathan kind of revolutionized producing and and really did cool stuff where the producer was on the mic. And then, you know, once you hear him on the mic, it's hard to deny that guy an opportunity to do shows and whatnot. But, you know, schedules, other stuff can play into us. I don't want to condemn them. I just I was kind of hoping that they would be there for it as a celebration Um for the legacy that those guys, they played a big role in. And and that, so that was kind of sad. But seeing Ranji, like, pop up, like, no one was expecting Ron. Layla told me, we drove out together, and Layla told me that Ranji was coming. And I was like, what? So to see that goofball show up, he's another one of those people that he shows up, it, it makes you really happy. Herbie came in. and. I, I, real talk, I didn't think Herbie was going to come. Not that there were bad feelings when he left the score, but I think that he's done a great job of something that's difficult for all of us, and that's moving on. Uh, I, I really like the, I like Herbie the talent. I love Herbie the producer, but I really like Herbie the talent. And he's, He's doing his thing, you know? Like, he's he's doing his thing for CHGO. Now, if he could just get that softball team corrected. <laughs> man, that man almost hurt himself out there this week. I look up, and, and Herbie looks like a scorpion on the field. I'm like, what did y'all do to my guy? <laughs> but he's fine. Like, he's doing all right. Um, so, anyway... It was cool. It was cool to see, like, old fans. And I don't mean, like, they're old in in human years, although they are. But people who have been listeners of the station for forever. And then seeing people that have kind of jumped on over the last five years or, or whatever. And, and seeing them seeing them be a part of the celebration. I loved talking with a few people who had really sincere messages. And it's hard because sometimes, I don't know why this would happen with one of us, but sometimes people come in, like they, they want to have a conversation with you, and they get stuck. And they start, this is what I wish would stop happening in, in public interactions. People feel the need to read their like credentials out to me. Oh, I've been a fan since me and Z. Like, that's cool. Like, what's your name? And then we can we can maybe have a different one. Like, there's one guy who he spent two minutes kind of doing this, like, preamble. And he wanted to ask me something. And I'm like, just ask. I'm like, come on. Like, spit it out. Like, it's, I'm just a person. Like, how how would you have a conversation with, one of your friends like this? It's very, it's a very small pet peeve, but it's strange. Like they have to, you don't have to, you're here. Like the way I look at it is you're here. You don't have to prove your fandom beyond that. Your fandom is pretty much solidified in the fact that 
you came out to Elk Grove Village in the middle of the week to watch us do these radio shows. But most of the interaction was was quick and brief, and it was stuff that I could handle. Some of it, like one particular conversation, was very emotional with a fan of the station and of me, and I appreciated that. And it was just great. It was I, I think it turned out well. From a logistics standpoint, I've got some suggestions. But again, I, I doubt that I will be an active member of the score when the 40th comes around. If I am, I would be very disappointed. Because that would have mean I've, I've been there 35 years. And honestly, there's other stuff that I can and want to do. And I think that when I close in on 50, there's going to be a real... Um, I'm really going to to push down on doing some of that stuff as I'm doing now. You know, I've, I've got some things that are going, some stuff I can tell you about, like the comic book I'm doing. I've done like now it's just a matter of the White Sox putting it together. I'm super excited. I got this. I got the opportunity last year to do some work with them, like some historical stuff. And same thing this year. Where last year I got to do something on Rube Foster. This year I have an opportunity to, to do a piece on Minnie Minoso. And what's dope is I wanted to get some music behind it. And my one of my friends from the time I was 17, uh, Vivian Garcia, who's an amazing musician here in Chicago, she... I got with her. I was like, hey, can you, I really want this to have some Cuban flavor to it. And she was like, bet. (laughs) So she's playing the soundtrack on it, and I I can't wait for people to see it. And it's small. Like, it's like a 90-second thing, but I'm so grateful that the White Sox, like, asked me to do it. And as we get closer to the event, I'll tell you more about it, but I got other stuff that I like doing and I want to make sure that I exhaust all of that, whether it's more teaching or more creative stuff or I've I've enjoyed this comic book process more than I expected. And maybe it's something I want to do more of. I'm not sure, but I want to give myself enough room to do some of that stuff. I mean, hell, I kind of want to move to Montreal and maybe I'll do that. Then again, by the time I, I mean, we have the technology that I could technically do that now, but as you're building a show, that's not, what you don't want is one of the partners not around the other one. It's, or both of them, considering I have two partners, Dan and Layla. You want to have some continuity, and I think it's working out great, honestly, like, really great and thanks to the tribune for the nice things that they said and thanks to everyone who voted in that piece on the athletic i i'm overwhelmed by that so it's pretty great but all in all it was a wonderful experience thank you for listening to it if you weren't able to be there sometimes i think when we do remotes we forget that 
the largest portion of people who are going to hear it are actually listening on radio or through the app or they're they're streaming it on Twitch or whatever. Sometimes we forget that because you're in front of an audience and it's like, or, do you play to the audience or do you play to the audience? But all in all, it was great. So thanks for your support. That's all I wanted to say. I know I took a half an hour to say it, but that's how I am. <laughs> that's what I get to do on House of L. I get to be a little bit more long-winded like the radio show was. Have streams of consciousness from time to time. I have another episode out this week. I didn't get a chance to go to SEC Media Days, and I really wanted to. So there'll be some college football-type stuff. The next episode of Sports Adjacent is coming out, too. Episode 72, I believe. Make sure you listen to Episode 71 and 70 and so on and so forth. Those guys do a great pod. Thanks for the support. Thanks to Aurelio's It's the Sauce. They sponsor House of L, and we couldn't be happier that they are part of the team. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.